0: All right. So we've been talking about uh, cryptocurrencies and you've been doing cryptocurrencies for a long time now with some success. Mm -hmm. Is that what I hear? Yep. You post a lot of it on about it on social media. Um, You have a certain set of cryptocurrencies that you run with. And it seems like cryptocurrency is the future. It seems like from what I understand countries like China, they're converting the yen to the cryptocurrency America's uh, looking at the U.S. dollar and a cryptocurrency. So, before we jump into those kind of specifics, what exactly is cryptocurrency? Um, in your opinion, and again, you're not a financial financial advisor. You, honestly, yeah. you're just dude who's who's done a lot of uh, uh, studying on these different cryptocurrencies and played the market a little bit and had some success.
1: That's right. I'm not a financial advisor um i've lost a lot of money too <laughs> just like i've made are a you, lot of money are
0: you up though so yeah I'm, overall um, overall for
1: sure but there's a there's a lot um because crypto's unregulated and so there can be a lot of scams and stuff that you can get involved in which is part of it so i always i like to gamble that's a little bit of the gamble side of it <laughs> and so you can put something in a brand new project you
0: taking risks
1: yeah i don't take risks <laughs> i'm as conservative as it gets man um <laughs> But crypto overall is really just blockchain. It's a new type of tech technology. It's more fast.
0: Um, okay, so you're saying some words here. You need to explain what blockchain is. You need to explain what crypto is. Gotcha. Well, so, bl- let's start with crypto. What exactly is the overarching uh, definition of crypto?
1: Crypto is just blockchain.
0: Okay. And so, blockchain
1: is a type of communal ledger. So, as transaction happens, it all is updated real time. Um you can't go into debt. Well, actually you can. You can take loans out. But Yeah. Um, putting your uh, crypto up as collateral but on a blockchain you can't spend more than you have and so look at it this way look at this way this is the best way to look at it just a communal i'm five years old say
0: (laughs) give me the blocks and show me
1: (laughs) do me a picture so think about it this way say um you me zach and taylor all went out every friday for a month one friday i forgot my wallet you had a cover for me one Friday. Taylor forgot his wallet, that cut for him. And one Friday, you forgot yours and that covered for you. So at the end of this month, it's time to levy up. We got to, you know, we got to pay up and make sure we're all we're all square and mm-hmm. even away. And the whole time, every n- night you forgot your wallet. I just sent you crypto with my phone. I sent you this coin. It's called the, the friend's coin. And that's what recorded the transaction amount that I owe you. And then. So it's like an IOU. Sort of. Now in, in its most basic sense, that's what it is. It's just a store of value that's passed along. But on top of that as well, just like the dollar is a store of value, mm-hmm. but you can copy a dollar, there's counterfeit money all over the place. Um, it's when the dollar went digital, now it's all in the banks. People can move money across, you know, bank accounts get hacked all the time and things get stolen. Blockchain can't be hacked because every 10 minutes, every transaction that's recorded on the blockchain is put into a block called a hash. And so on, as as the hash gets mined, that's where you could get Bitcoin miners and stuff from. They're all solving al- algorithms, um, solving complex equations. So it's it's
0: a network, it's a framework. Is that what I'm? So the the blockchain um, is a digital framework of created money. Is that what it is?
1: No, not even created money. Uh, it, it's it's not. I mean, it, you can call it, sure you can call it money, just like you can call a goat a currency. People traded goats, bartered mm-hmm. chickens, just like now they barter with paper.
0: It's always goats for you, isn't it? I love goats, man. <laughs> goats Did you see what
1: happened up in, uh, I think it was Utah? There was a yoga or a goat yoga studio and the government shut them down. What? Said you can't do yoga with goats anymore.
0: There's an actual goat studio? Yep. How do you do yoga with goats? Hang on. Hang on. on. <laughs> Hang on. I, I have this up just because I knew we'd get into some rabbit trails. So we're gonna look at this.
1: That, I just shared it on my Facebook page. I was very upset, and there there are some very big evils of government, and I think that is one <laughs> of the biggest ones. Let's
0: see the the pictures of Coach doing yoga.
1: Yoga. <laughs> I didn't even look up goat yoga, but I mean,
0: what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: what the heck? So I mean, thanks to government, that is no longer allowed in Hamilton County. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the heck, man?
1: Yeah, man. That's just the evils of. Uh, government too much power
0: man hang on goat yoga is a fun activity that combines yoga with the company of goats but the only full-time goat yoga studio in indiana is being forced to shut down Jordan stevens and her partner started holding goat yoga classes at their farm in hamilton county during the pandemic shutdown it's called happy goat lucky yoga (laughs) they kept doing it once things opened up again but he but he county's board look at that but he's county's But the county's board of zoning says they have to stop because their farmers only zone for agricultural and nothing else. (laughs) Yeah, man, (sighs) it's horrible. Goat. I like that. Um, what were we talking about? (laughs) Oh, dude. Um, Um, currency. Talking about currency.
1: Oh, the store of value. So, um, but for that situation when we all go out every month and all that that our friend's coin that we made was used to just store how much money we owed each other. Then at the end of the month, we could all levy up. So in the same way, think about it as every block happens every 10 minutes for Bitcoin specifically, a new block is made every 10 minutes and, um, all the transactions that happen within those 10 minutes are processed by a computer. And so these computers all over the world are competing for the ability to write the next block. Whoever solves the equation, the fastest, and after that block is written, has to write the next block and the block after that. And the only way to manipulate or chain things on the blockchain is to start at the very beginning of the blockchain. So Bitcoin started back in 2009. Closer. I'm just move it closer to me. I told you, I didn't want to rub the mic, man. Oh. Um, when Bitcoin started back in 2009, to successfully manipulate and say, I want to put all the Bitcoin in my wallet and where I was the richest person in the world because of it. To do that, I'd have to. Outperform every single computer on the entire planet starting from the first block back in 2009 then change the second block then the third block then the fourth block all the way up to the millionth block that the computers are mining right now I'd have to do all that within 10 minutes before the next block is created
0: so basically in 2009 bitcoin as a digital currency was created by somebody who was it forgot the dude's name
1: Uh, Satoshi Yakamoto okay He's it's an alias. No one actually knows who. he is. Yeah,
0: I do. I remember that. Um, So he created this digital currency. How did it become such a big deal? How did it become like like value? Right. How whenever you attach like a dollar, we know that the dollar's value here is one dollar. Other countries, it might be different. But the idea of just creating a currency and then attaching a value to it. I mean, right now you have Bitcoin at what, sixty one thousand. Is that right? Was that what I saw? Yeah, sixty three thousand dollars for all Bitcoin. For one Bitcoin. So you have one Bitcoin worth $63,000. How did a digital currency that some dude just created have all of a sudden thousands of dollars worth of value? So it was used.
1: And every time it was used, every time it was traded, that transaction recorded the most recent traded price. Um, like these headphones. So say that these are the best headphones in the world. They were so good that they allowed you to see sound. All right. That's the amazing. There are only 10 of them that are in existence. With Bitcoin I think it's 23 million there's only 23 million Bitcoin in existence they traded Mm -hmm. them they used them now say I bought these for 20 bucks I don't want to lose money so I'm not gonna sell them to you less than 20 bucks but they're really cool so Mm -hmm. I know I can make some money off of it so say I sell it to you for 30 you're not gonna let it go for less than 30. yeah right you might sell it eventually these amazing headphones are worth a hundred thousand dollars their price went up so found on ebay that someone paid a hundred thousand dollars for it, it picked up more traction the media is like wow these headphones let you see sound and so now we're gonna their their value skyrockets mm-hmm. from that because there's more pub, uh, publicity to it
0: so the value came from it being untraceable is that what count because so he created this digital mm-hmm. currency they start using it over the dark web to pay for just certain things or whatever what it may be yeah. dark web um and then they realize that the government can't regulate it; it's untraceable. You can kind of just you you mine it from this network that's infinite, seemingly. Um, and then because of that, over time, the value uh, and perspective on the digital currency of Bitcoin grew. Yes. And as it grew, people realized, hey, digital currency might be the future. So, let's do other types of digital currency besides Bitcoin. Let's do Ethereum. Let's do Bonfire. Let's do all that. So now we have a web of digital currencies competing with each other. Is that what I understand?
1: It not really competing. I mean, they all do different things. So um, like we talked about Bitcoin, it's in its most basic sense. It's just a communal ledger, but that's all it does. Bitcoin um, can't really do much more than that with it. It's just used to trade. It's commodity like Mm -hmm. I mean, even gold—you can melt it down and make stuff from it. It's literally just the same as a dollar, right? At this point, with it.
0: But because it's so small, the supply of gold is so small, the value is really high. That's another one of the end. It's very hard. yeah,
1: exactly. So it's very limited. So the value is going to go up. It's going to continue to go up. Bitcoin it's, this past year is up 400, percent and people are excited about their, you know, IRA is doing 12. And so,
0: <laughs> hey, um, easy. <laughs> hey, hey, look, I don't,
1: I don't like the stock market. After the SEC, SEC's messed up. No, Nancy Pelosi shouldn't be seen as the world's best investor. Well, she should be seen as the world's best investor because she's at like sixty three percent year over year return on her stocks, which means that she's better than Warren Buffett, or she's doing
0: insider trading. So, well, insider trading is most likely happening. Yeah, no. did you see that you follow that TikTok? No who, way, she's uh, better than Warren Buffett. Okay, but if all that, that's fine. (laughs) I know you don't like Nancy Pelosi, okay? Um, But you have that guy on TikTok who matches trades of senators. Have you seen that? Mm Mm-hmm. What's that guy's name?
1: I don't know, but I know, and then I found, I found a... um, I use Nancy Pelosi as an example because I follow a, a Twitter account. It's called Nancy Pelosi Trades. Oh and it gosh. just posts all her trades and other famous senators. They do the exact same thing. Really? It's like, yeah. So if Nancy sells something, I'm definitely getting it out of my portfolio. Huh.
0: There's a reason for it. Okay. So it makes sense. You know, SEC, what you, how you don't really like them because there is insider trading. That's kind of like the, the consensus of all government in the world is, you know, different rules apply to people who are in power. Yeah. Bottom line. Absolutely. Um, and I know you don't like the stock market, but it's, it's honestly, when you look at Bitcoin, and you look at, um, these other blockchain currencies, uh, the risk It's all about, what's right. Managing risk. I know initially Bitcoin and digital currency was just fluctuating like insane. You had huge highs and huge lows. And so the risk of investing in digital currencies was really high so for people who are wanting to have to take a more conservative approach um based on years used investing in a Roth IRA in the stock market is actually safer now stocks in themselves maybe not that's also really high risk right
1: yeah I mean it can be a Roth IRA definitely too because there's a big tax shelter with a Roth um as well because I hate taxes um so I (laughs) don't get me wrong I have a Roth IRA and I put money into it um so there's definitely real benefits of it, especially mutual funds. And most people aren't don't have the time to manage their own money, so they give the funds to someone else to manage. Um, so most people do. I don't have the time, you know. I work a full time job, except now I do it with cryptocurrency. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, but but it's also the it cri- big risk. thing about crypto is it's really volatile. You see those big yeah. highs and those big mm-hmm. lows because there's not a centralized point that sets the price. Just like I mean, at the Nasdaq, you just the only pl- place you get your your stock or your stock price is off the NASDAQ. You don't go to another website to tell you on with crypto uh, Bitcoin is listed. You can buy it straight off the Bitcoin blockchain. You can buy it off of exchanges, um, which are just user-friendly interfaces that you can use to trade cryptocurrency. And so all this, I mean, the, the price is going to vary because it's coming from so many places. So the highs are going to be really high. The lows are going to be really low at the same time. It's just trading like a normal, I mean, Anybody who's trying to buy some is going to try to get it for the lowest price mm-hmm. every time.
0: And trying to sell what it is it, going to it, try to get the highest price. What we'll makes something like Bitcoin or Bonfire or Ethereum crash?
1: A lot of things. I mean... Like what? A big one, China. China bans Bitcoin. China's banned Bitcoin like 30 times at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they make their own digital yen. Um, uh, China's really scared of cryptocurrency too. Because that's the whole thing. So remember how I said all these... Uh, Blocks are being processed from computers all over the world. Mm. It's not just coming out of one spot. And so it makes it completely decentralized. No person can control the flow of the Bitcoin because it's being processed everywhere.
0: That's what makes it decentralized. So the Federal Reserve is what uh, sets our interest rates, sets a lot of things with the supply of money, with loans to banks, so on and so forth. That's not what's happening with Bitcoin. Mm-mm. because there's no federal reserve of cryptocurrencies. Yep. There's it's like no. a million different federal reserves. Exactly. Is, that where, is that what I'm hearing?
1: Yeah, it's like exactly right. So all it, there's
0: it makes it extremely hard to track. No
1: person. It, well, yeah, it's hard to track. I mean, every because you have a you have a 17 digit address is is how you are known. So if I and you can have as many addresses as you want. Mm-hmm. Um, if I hold all my Bitcoin in one wallet and I go buy a house and the previous owner of the house his crypto account was then traced. Received X amount of money from me. Then you could trace it back to me, real easy. Okay. Now, if it, it's different going from wallet to wallet instead of from wallet to exchange, because exchanges are
0: that's how you can sort of cash out into fiat, to real money. So you can so you can mine cryptocurrencies, mm-hmm. and then you can also buy cryptocurrencies from people who have mined it. Is that what I hear? Mm-hmm. And trade. So, the origination of cryptocurrencies comes from where? The, you said the blockchain, but where does the blockchain get these type of cryptocurrencies? Is it like continual diff, like, uh, sequences of algorithms that are creating these like What do you mean, like a, like a new coin? Yeah, so no. how does a new coin come Oh, to they're be? made.
1: They're coded. And so, it's all just lines of code. So, move from Bitcoin, you have the next biggest thing that happened to it was Ethereum, which is still decentralized. And that's the big thing about decentralization is I don't trust the government. I don't trust anything about no, it. No, really? Right? I, I can't stand the government as an entity. Everything they touch just is in shambles. Okay,
0: <laughs> You're not wrong. I do, mm-hmm. Right? Some degree. Some right.
1: And so I know for that reason, I have full faith that we're going to lose. I mean, we're, the dollar's already at its lowest buying power it's been ever in existence. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just saw this the other day here, too. I'll show you this, too. Um, it's down it's lost over the after september's uh cpi the dollar has lost 96.4 percent of its purchasing power and not what? it now only buys three dollars and 59 cents compared to a hundred dollars in december of 1912
0: what Who, who's that from
1: ah oh, dang it he cut out the source hold on my boy spike shared it I do trust this guy. Everything comes out Spike of Spike Cohen. Mouth. I love Spike Cohen. That yeah. that's a pretty good example there. So the hundred dollars in December of nineteen twelve, all the way up to now. I mean, it, it's at a, a I mean, it's declined exponentially. Mm-hmm. And so when you think of that too, I mean, that that just shows the centralization of something that, that that's a direct result from the Federal Reserve. Because if you let money circulate, and that goes back to a little bit of economics, right? Um, in a capitalist society if you let money circulate and you let businesses go out of business um, there's no bailouts if you let capitalism operate as capitalism is supposed to then the dollar is going to only gain in value and inflation is a bad thing
0: so $100 worth in 1913 over time so in $20 $100 in 1913 so $100 was worth $100 in 1913 over time by 2019, $100 then was worth $3.87 now. Is that what I'm reading? Mm-hmm. The Purchasing power. And that's because of sustained inflation. And
1: of course, a lot of things go into inflation that causes that, right? Yeah. Big thing is, you know, stimulus packages being inserted into the economy. <laughs> the what? The stimulus packages being inserted yeah. into the economy, right? Yeah.
0: So with the U.S. value or the U.S. dollar value being extremely low, um, what does that mean in the context of cryptocurrencies? How does that like, well, relate to each other?
1: The same way. So it's like kind of like if you were to compare the US dollar to the pound, that lower value, value the dollar has, if you're comparing it directly to the dollar, a pound's going to be worth more. So, I mean, if you were yeah. to look, Bitcoin might not actually be going up. It's just the value of the dollar is going down. So in mm. the comparison over charts, looking at US dollar to
0: Bitcoin, Bitcoin's gone up. And that's because- there hasn't been any major regulation with cryptocurrencies and because there's been no regulation and um, it can be mined and created by thousands of different uh, algorithms and coding, um, no one person is able to, like the Federal Reserve.
1: Yeah, there's no one controlling it. There's no one changing it. it. It's the flow of money is operating as the flow of money should. There's no one pulling out money for any reason, whether it's taxes or inserting extra money because they want to control inflation or they want to raise the rates or lower the rates whatever it is There's nothing changing it. The money is just flowing You know unadulterated flowing river of how the money should move.
0: Okay, so let me let me try to recap exactly what's what's been said. So 2009 Yakamoto creates the first Bitcoin inside of a framework of coding that is a digital currency yeah, so it's it coded
1: a, as a blockchain. Right? Coded
0: as a blockchain. And the and the definition of blockchain is what? I struggle it, it's with it's like just a communal ledger. A communal it, ledger. That's the easiest way to think about it to look at it. It's just
1: transactions that happen on this ledger that are grouped and then processed.
0: I, I need a picture because I I honestly struggle with understanding what the blockchain oh, is. Oh, this is good.
1: Yeah. This is good. Look up blockchain. And if you go to images, there should just be an images of blocks. Oh, that one at the far corner. What is blockchain technology? Yeah. This is simple, right? So here on this first block. Okay. Here on this first block, you have all the transactions that happen in this time frame, right? Then it's linked to the next block. And so all these transactions are blocked together. And so that's why it's called blockchain. And the, the first block is chained to the second block. And as it's chained, it
0: records the next set of transactions. So at block one, somebody creates a block one. Is that what I am?
1: So no one actually creates a block. Now the block is mined. Now, think about this way. So you can't create any more coins than that's already on there. Some some coins you can. Remember, each one's a different type of technology. You, I thought
0: the whole point, you can't like you can create currency. So it's
1: well, you can. You can make your own. So so take a step back. With Bitcoin, there's 23 million Bitcoin. I think it's 23 million. Let's just say it is for simplicity purposes, right? Because I'm not gonna Google it right now. <laughs> and no more will ever exist. That's it. Okay. Right. Now, when they're mine, everybody pays a gas fee for a transaction, and that gas fee is what's rewarded to the miners. So it's like taking a tiny little corner off of your block and saying, here, thanks for processing this transaction. Have this. So if that block is one Bitcoin, you take a little bit off, give it to someone else, and say, thanks for processing these transactions. And that's how the miners are rewarded for their work.
0: By processing the transaction. The transaction. Mm -hmm.
1: So in this block it's just a long list like a ledger. Long list of transactions that happened. They put it together in a block. And then it's hash mark at the bottom is chained to the beginning of the next block. So this hash right here the previous hash so this is the first block in the uh, this is the first block in the in the blockchain. Its previous hash is 0. There's nothing before it. At the end of it it's given a long code and say the last four of it is 3w8f. The second block is going to have to make sure the first, the top of this block, the first transaction still starts with 3W8F and then it's going to be given a new hash at the very bottom. So to manipulate this, to change this, you'd have to write your own block, come in and change this block and then change
0: this block to match with your last transaction on the last block. Okay, so I, get, I get how they're chained together. I guess I'm confused on... Why we even have a blockchain? Is it just a way to communicate inside of transactions? Sort of. Yeah, it's just. And then so. now
1: that That's sort of the security, right? This is kind of like the, the like you said, the framework of how it works.
0: Right. OK, so now where does the current like the actual Bitcoin, how is it involved with this? Is a Bitcoin inside of a block?
1: No, no. Oh, so you're thinking of like an actual coin. Like where does how does that coin exist, right? Yes. It, it, it's not. The Bitcoin is what's used as the store of value per the transaction. Oh. Uh, so on it, it this block can't say I transfer five dollars to this guy, then I transfer five yen to this guy, I transfer five pounds to this guy. It's all has to be in the same
0: currency. So you're so as as you process a transaction, go from block one to block two here, mm-hmm. your reward is a Bitcoin. Or a portion or a, of a Bitcoin. A portion of point zero 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 one yeah, of Bitcoin. Yeah. Oh. And
1: that's going to be part of these people. And that's,
0: that was the whole purpose. Paid for
1: These people paid for their transaction. And a gas fee is what it's called. And that's what's rewarded to the miner.
0: Okay, so so there's a set amount of Bitcoin inside of the blockchain all right it's 23 million or whatever it is no more no less Twenty three million. and you can't go up can't go up okay so when ethereum comes how much ethereum is there
1: ethereum well ethereum changed so here's the cool thing God about ethereum <laughs> I just understood bitcoin it, <laughs> ethereum is not ethereum is not the same blockchain as bitcoin it's completely different It's still a communal ledger, and the fact that the blocks process transactions, but the transactions can include a lot more on Ethereum. Ethereum was made. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to understand this, man. (laughs) Ethereum was made to be able to operate off of. What? So, (laughs) people. You're not. Yeah, you're going to get a really hard. It's going to be hard to.
0: I just understood the last one.
1: So, Ethereum was made. Okay, this, this guy's I'm name. Not, I'm five years
0: old, remember? That. All right, this guy's <laughs> name was
1: uh, Vitalik, Vitalik Buterin, right? And he said the, the reason he created, this is a direct quote, by the way, is uh, <laughs> the reason he created Ethereum is because he recognized the horrors of a centralized um, um, power when he was playing World of Warcraft and they removed his favorite spell from his character. And so he he said, "This is just too much." Why you gotta piss off off the
0: nerds, man?
1: (laughs) (laughs) The dude's brilliant. All right. And so he he took the same concept as Bitcoin to where you can't manipulate it. It's secure. It's fast. It's efficient. And he said, "Well, on top of this, we want to be able to operate where it can't be changed." And so on Ethereum, it operates the same way as Bitcoin, except you can then build what's called a smart contract. A smart contract is coded. It, it's it's used um, uh, the coding language, uh, Solidity, and they it's very similar to Java. I don't know if you know anything about Java. I tried to learn. Coding is
0: hard. <laughs> I don't want to learn. I mean, I, I get all these TikToks saying, hey, if you want to make money, go be a coder for this two-week or two-month class and you make money. I don't know that I just don't want to right yes. now. I might need to one day.
1: Yeah, I mean, coding, it's crazy um, what you can do. But but Solidity um, is the coding language it's used. And you can build these smart contracts. And the smart contract, once it's completed and once you publish it on the Ethereum chain, it can't be changed. And so it's set in stone. And so every you can create a smart contract, assign it a value. And the way the value is is made is based off the amount of Ethereum that you have to put into that liquidity pool you're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna hold on we're gonna get there a second but okay. you can have
0: a smart contract without a, a token and so so let me so imagine i make a contract and for the contract to occur i say i need this paper contract um it it's five dollars for me to create this contract i give it to you the contract and now that contract has a value of five dollars no um <laughs> <laughs> you could try though so uh, a contract I hear similar words have, and I'm like hey a contract I get that alright
1: a smart contract doesn't have to have a value it, it does if it's a token it'll be given a value based off the value of the
0: liquidity pool alright what is a liquidity pool
1: we're gonna come back to that so, so but, stop saying words but, without okay, me understanding but a smart definitions. smart contract in its simplest form, a smart contract is just a demand. It, it's just a it's it's like you hit spacebar on a computer, and when you hit that spacebar, it adds a space to whatever you're typing, uh-huh. right? Now that spacebar can be assigned a bunch of different demands based off of what application you're using. You hit pause when you're on YouTube by hitting the spacebar, right? Yes. So same thing. You can write a smart contract, and it's just given a demand. These smart contracts can get really complex, and so it just being just one demand saying. You know, you can send Ethereum to this address of the smart contract, and it will then send back this token. That's an example of a smart contract. Just the little way that it
0: can be used. Okay, so distance. It's like a a, a distance transaction, a distance command. I, I, so I think of like, you know, the the Bitcoin blockchain. You get paid by transacting and processing. Or processing these transactions, you get paid, right? That's how Bitcoin works. Yes, um, and then Ethereum, you're saying is you get paid by sending commands.
1: No, you get paid. The, you still mine Ethereum the same way,
0: used to. So, so then how is it different? If you mine and get the, you get paid, because the you same can way. build
1: contracts on top of it. So you, I can use the Ethereum blockchain. I can write a, a smart contract. Okay, let's take let's take your uh, picture. <laughs> I need a picture. <laughs> you, you you can't really Google smart contract. It's not going to. But OK, think about this. way. say I write write a command and this command is saying you send one Ethereum to me and I will send you the equal amount of. Uh,
0: I'll confuse you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I send, I'm it, smart on a lot of things, but I struggle <laughs> with blockchain. Not going to lie.
1: It, it it is a little bit, but, but once you understand the first time, once once it clicks, it just it clicks. Okay, everything will make sense because they all operate very similarly. <clears throat> um, so I write a contract and it says I execute this command. Now, this command that I've written says, if you send me one Ethereum, I will send you the equal amount of um Shiba Inu. Have you heard about Shiba? Yeah. So it's a token on the on the um Ethereum blockchain. Uh-huh. So it says, you send me this, I will send you the equivalent amount of Shiba back. So you. a
0: Shiba is like a penny in the currencies or a quarter. It's just a type of value, like a, a uh, mon- as value, right? Yeah, it does have,
1: that one does have value. Just like so a Shiba, nickel has a
0: value between a penny and a quarter or a dime. Yeah. Okay. S- similar. Um, so are there other Shibas that don't have think greater it, value?
1: Don't think about it that way, as if it's like broken down. Like four, four okay. quarters equal a dollar. Uh-huh. You'd have to be thinking, you know, uh, like... 100,000 Shibas will equal one Ethereum. Okay. It, so, don't think about it that way.
0: Oh, don't think about it that way. No. 100,000 Shibas don't make one Ethereum?
1: I don't know. What the, the. I'm not a computer, but, man. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot of math. the okay. Last time I looked, Shibas at like a uh, quarter right now. Okay.
0: So, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a type of Ethereum currency, right? And a Shiba is just a certain amount of um, Shibas will make one Ethereum. 0. 0.0003 okay. Shibas will it, make one Ethereum, right? Yeah. In a sense, okay. yeah.
1: So, yeah. that. that's just their store of values when they finally meet up. Yeah, yeah. Now, Shiba has a value assigned to it to operate the liquidity pool. A liquidity pool is when you take, so when I build a new token on the Ethereum chain, I take, say I have two Ethereum. I put two Ethereum in the liquidity pool. Okay. I cut it in half. That leaves one Ethereum to operate as Ethereum. The other half is going to operate as my new token, Matt's token. Okay. All right. So based off of that, Ethereum's value right now is at, is at $4,086. So that's $8,100 and $912. I don't know, $712. Oh, hold on. $8,172. All right. I'll take a rip for $8,172 split in half is going to be $4,000 worth of Ethereum. And then $4,086 worth of Matt's new token. Okay. All right. That's how the liquidity pool works. And the reason you have to have two sides of it is it's not like a stock where you have an order book. It's where you put in an order. You have to wait for someone else to come up to buy that order and it co- completes your order. They have to have stuff sitting in this. So if I want to buy that Matt's token, that means there's only.
0: So you create a, to- a new token. Yeah. Is that right? Is so, it your personal token or does can other people buy Matt's token?
1: Other, anybody can buy it. All they have to do to buy it is have the public address. Now, the 17-digit Ethereum address is assigned- Mm -hmm. Like an IP address. Sort of, yeah. Sort of like an IP address, but it's assigned strictly to my token. Okay. Now, a smart contract is what allows you to an exchange. So, the smart contract is also my token. My Mm -hmm. token was written as a smart contract,
0: Okay.
1: but there's also have to be a smart contract written that says, you send me one Ethereum, it sends you back this many of Matt's token, right?
0: Okay.
1: So, say I wanted there to be 500 of Matt's token, and the current value of Ethereum is at 4086. And there's two Ethereum saying that liquidity pool. One of them stays as Ethereum. The other one is Why like, does
0: one have to stay as Ethereum?
1: Because you have to have two sides to a trade. You have to exchange from Ethereum to, you can't buy Matt's token directly off a of blockchain. If I want to buy Matt's token, I have to buy Ethereum first and then send that Ethereum to the smart contract, which is just the command. That says
0: they're the broker. Pretty send much. me
1: that in a sense. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's decentralized. So there is no broker.
0: Hmm. It's just a
1: simple command that says, I send you this much. You send me the current value.
0: So wouldn't be would of the, the coding value. and the algorithm be the broker?
1: Yeah, I guess if you had to assign someone a broker to it, well, a broker would be the smart contract, but that broker has one the, simple job and the, it's to exchange it. And that's but the it. smart
0: contract is a code. Yeah. So technically the coding is the broker.
1: Yeah. I guess so, yeah. Okay. It's the coding on the smart contract, the exchanging smart contracts.
0: So who created the, the smart contract? Whoever wants to create it. So you can create your own smart contract?
1: You could have 50 smart contracts to do the exact same thing. Huh. They, they just send to, to this contract or this contract. They'll send you the same amount back in Matt token, no matter which one you go with.
0: Why do I struggle with understanding this so much? I don't know, bro. You struggle with a lot of things personally, but <laughs> but look, we're not wrong.
1: We take forty eighty six, and we're going to make five hundred tokens. That forty eighty six now assigns now each mat's token has a dollar or value a U.S. dollar value of eight dollars and seventeen cents. Okay, because all I did was take forty eighty six divided by the number of tokens I wanted to create.
0: I don't really care about the money. Or like you're just like, more wondering how it works. How it works.
1: Well, that that's part of it too, because that that's what that's how you get a, a value assigned. Um, there's one coin, um, that was marketed like a social media or not a social media. A, uh, um, I know what the name of the coin is, but I don't want to say it because it might be fair. Uh, but just a lot of red flags for me when I was looking into it. Uh, multi-level marketing. It was it was marketed as a multi-level marketing company where every time, you know, you have someone sign up to buy some underneath you, you get a percentage of it type of thing.
0: Um, also like a Ponzi scheme or a, uh, what's it called? Pyramid scheme? Pyramid scheme. There's a
1: difference between pyramid schemes and multi-level marketing, bro. I I <laughs> Look, Robert <laughs> Kiyosaki, um, <laughs> some other big names have stuck up for multi-level marketing. Multi- listen, bro. I, listen, I get it. I multi-level I marketing it. is a good opportunity for people who will never start a business to start their own business. Yeah, I get that. I'm all behind
0: it. I get that. Okay. Yeah, because that's 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 basically what a broker is, like a realtor, a real real estate broker. Yeah, that's the same way. multi-level marketing. Exactly you get a what cut of every transaction that they do, and you, and in return, you carry most of the risk and more schooling. Realty. As a broker, realty, realty.
1: is a pond, or a pyramid scheme, bro.
0: You think so? No, I was like, jeez, <laughs> no, no, man. No,
1: <laughs> um, no, but it was it was marketed like a multi-level marketing thing, which was fine, but. A big red flag for me when I was looking into it because I was going to put some money into it. I was like, hey, it's got a little bit of hype behind it. Because the big thing about a bunch of these is hype. You know, you can, if you jump on the hype train at the right time and pull out at the right time, you'll make some money. Um, uh, But it was, it, it had no listed public address. The only way to buy the coin was by sending your US dollar to the company of the coin. And then they would send the coin back to you. So they were acting as the broker on a coin that was separate from the blockchain. And so that was a big okay. red so flag they, for they me. They centralized. They centralized it. And that was a big deal to me because that's a big thing about it. Now I'm not against centralization. They became a, a
0: mini government.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they they did.
0: <laughs> they created their own Federal Reserve.
1: Which isn't which isn't bad, but it's also a company that I've I've you know I know nothing about it. I don't know, you know, I don't know if I want to send them money saying they're going to send me this store of yeah. value back. If I've never seen it. So, you know...
0: Hang on. Uh, don't even... I'm just curious. I hate the Federal Reserve, uh, Yeah, but... The, the Federal Reserve is here for a reason. That's like,
1: it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is here for a reason. It's, 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 it's very here for important. a reason
0: to control the United States people. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> All right, we're going to look at this real quick. How the Federal Reserve was formed. Um... Why they considered to be one of the most important financial institutions in the world? The Federal Reserve can either be... Despite early attempts in the U.S. after the Revolutionary War to form a central bank by Alexander Hamilton, these efforts failed due to political infeasibility. The panic of 1907 and the urging of J.P. Morgan and other prominent financiers, Congress eventually formed the Federal Reserve Act in 1913, establishing the Fed as America's central bank. Since then, the Fed has played a crucial role in steering America's monetary policy and staving off economic challenges. So... The reason why I'm curious about this is because, you know, unre There were a lot of issues before we were able to have in America before we had the Federal Reserve. Because let's let's just read about it. So as I'm reading about that, you know, you go into blockchain and how decentralized uh, it is, and how there's a lot of pros to that. My question is: Are there any cons to not having a decentralized regulatory body um, within? what's happening here. So one way to figure that out yeah. is look at the allegory of the federal reserve in America. So U S was considerably more unstable financially before the creation of the federal reserve panic, seasonal cash crunches and a high rate of bank failures made the U S economy a riskier place for international and domestic investors to place their capital. So risk, that was a big one. Why we have the federal reserve help stabilize risk. Right now we're seeing the blockchain across cryptocurrencies, crash and they go up and they crash is basically what happened with with american dollar then if, before the federal reserve Makes sense mm-hmm. and i want to hear why you think the other on the other side of this here a sec, like, the lack of defend- dependable credit stunted growth in many sectors including agricultural and industry uh this is on a vestipedo by the way americans early on however it Uh, did not want a central bank as they saw this as a model based on the Royal Crown and its Bank of England. New America did not want to be made in the image of Britain and also favored a more decentralized state-by-state approach to its political economy. Still, there were some early attempts. Alexander Hamilton tried. The first Secretary of Treasury was instrumental in the formation of the first national bank in America, known as the Bank of the United States, located in Philadelphia, blah, blah, blah. Um, It was one of four major innovations at the time. Uh, trying to assume the state war debts. However, the first attempt at an American Central Bank was short-lived and its charter was not renewed. It was reestablished later for another short period of years. It didn't work, blah, blah, blah. So then the panic of 1907, 1913 is whenever the, the Federal Reserve was created. 1907, J.P. Morgan and the Panic, After many decades of lacking a central bank, it was J.P. Morgan who ultimately forced the government into acting on the central banking plans it had been considering off and on for almost a century. During the bank panic of 1907, Wall Street turned to J.P. Morgan to steer the country through the crisis that was threatening to push the economy over the edge into a full crash and depression. Morgan was able to convene all the principal players at his mansion and command all their capital to flood the system, thus floating the banks that in turn helped to float the business until the panic passed. Basically, he became the central bank for a time. The fact that the government owed its economic survival to a private banker forced the necessary legislation to create a central bank and the Federal Reserve. Okay, so that's why we have the Federal Reserve. It helped regulate, helped stabilize. It gave credit, um, funded the local and state banks. Um, Do we see, in your opinion, do you see something like that happening with Cryptocurrency. If we go and and cryptocurrency is not regulated, we're going to see a lot of issues like we're seeing that we that we saw in nineteen oh seven. And I don't think that's a bad thing though. A lot of a lot of the
1: you know people investing into banks, banks holding their money, banks not being Mm -hmm. responsible with it, should have let the bank fail. Banks should have failed if it wasn't for J P Morgan pulling them out.
0: But if they failed, then the entire uh, country of America would have collapsed in a massive way. Not necessarily. I mean, that's what what they're saying right now. Well,
1: yeah, and the economy will go down, but just like the economy went down uh, during the Great Depression, a lot of big companies were born from the Great Depression. It's just part of a cycle. The economy has ups and downs normally, and that's what's really cool about looking at DeFi is those ups and downs happen in a cycle. I know when Bitcoin's about to go up. I know when Ethereum's about to go up, and I know when small-cap market coins are about to go up. Those small tokens like SafeMoon or Bonfire's out, bro. Bonfire was a bad investment decision. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they had a, their liquidity pool got got uh, drained, um, pretty much. You
0: were very adamant about bonfire. I did. Bonfire I was, made me some money, man. I was this close but, to to jump to jumping in, and I, I was like, well, ah.
1: see, and I, I waited too long on bonfire. I should have pulled out after a big big run when three hundred bucks turned into six thousand dollars. I didn't though because I liked what the team was doing. The team was real open, but someone drained the liquidity pool. Someone found a flaw in the uh, in the code. And exploited the flaw.
0: Okay, so what does that mean, practically?
1: Well, because your liquidity pool is still coded into that contract. And so, all the money that people had invested is sitting in this liquidity pool. As it was, now, BNB is another type of, um, Binance Smart Chain is another type, BNB is another type of blockchain that is like Ethereum where you can build apps on. BNB, though, is centralized. It has, there's about 10 nodes. A node is what processes the blockchain, um. Ethereum has an infinite number of nodes whoever everyone's turn on their computer and mine
0: is considered a node hmm. right
1: same with Bitcoin mm-hmm.
0: I tried to uh, mine for a little bit
1: yeah it takes up a lot of uh-huh. electricity you got to really make sure you're planned out to do it
0: the good miners are right you can actually like see the power grid like spike in that area yeah it's, it's insane it's ridiculous oh, There's this picture I saw and the heat it puts out oh my gosh let's see Crazy pictures of Bitcoin mining. This guy just stacked computers. Which yeah, can, literally. Like, so, because one computer can only mine so much based on the type of processor you have. Yeah.
1: Well, it uses your GPU, so you can hook up up to, I think, uh, eight to one. Uh, you can hook up eight GPUs oh, into geez. one motherboard.
0: That's a mining farm. Mm-hmm. And then they just run continually. Oh, yeah. Looking. And there's a... Uh, there was there are programs you can get that mine for specific coins that you can tell it to. That
1: probably makes about 10, 20 grand a day right there.
0: That's that was crazy. also probably
1: a 300000 dollars setup.
0: Bitcoin mining farm in China. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's what I
1: love about China. China's like Bitcoin is legal, we're gonna ban it, and then they go and they mine it all. I like El Salvador. El Salvador's they're on top of it.
0: Minor electricity rate distribution. The chart on the right illustrates the miner electricity rate distribution and the percentage of hash power controlled by each layer of miners on the Bitcoin network. The percentage of hash power derives the percent of Bitcoin mining rewards earned by each layer. So layer one, you have 0.025 per kilowatt hour. That's only 5% of the network. And then you have 7 cents per kilowatt hour, 10% of the network. Gosh. There was this one... Let's see if I can find it. Like, you could see it on a satellite image. Ben. And so, basically, these mining farms, like you, could have like, you could have 10, 20, 30, 100,000 computers all running continuously uh, mining for these these coins. So, the mining yeah. process, and this is how you get the Bitcoin. The mining process is the transaction or just trying to find the Bitcoin inside of the blockchain? Is that well, no, how does mining work? The,
1: the Bitcoin isn't like hiding. It okay. you know, so you don't have to find it. What, what it's rewarded to the people who use their computers to put in work. It's actually called proof of work. It's the type of mining it is. There's proof of stake and proof of work. Proof of stake's different. Um I don't know if you want me to touch on <laughs> that. Uh, uh, just like, pro- like a five-year-old.
0: Proof of five.
1: But proof of work, it, it it says you solve this complex equation, you worked for it, you can get rewarded this. And so that complex equation is the transaction
0: okay, and, and it decodes the, the
1: transaction stores it in that blockchain
0: and the mining that's what is, the what's, is what's doing that mm-hmm. the mining program
1: and the computer yeah the computer is what's doing that okay. the program that's used to mine it plugs it's into processing. the blockchain it processes it exactly and then once right.
0: it processes a transaction you get paid mm-hmm. and that's what these programs do on your computer so like literally right now I can find I actually did for a while I had a program that was supposed to mine I think it was Dogecoin or if I don't remember which one it was Um, I was mining it and I didn't do anything. I just let it run. And after like a week, I I got like 0.00000000003 of one Dogecoin. It turned out to be like 5 cents after one week. And so that's why you have to have 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 computers running all at once, all the time, pulling so much energy off your electricity grid. And that's why you can see it. So the question is, Is it worth you know mining for literally twenty four seven to pay the electricity that you're using to mine? It has to be. Yeah, if I mean, if you have the right equipment, yeah, this computer
1: will never put you in
0: the green. No, or in in the
1: black. Yeah, you're always you're always going to be under. You're always going to be using more electricity. Now, if you have the right GPUs and everything hooked up, oh yeah, you're going to make
0: money. Didn't they uh, make good money off? Didn't they just ban some of that? Like you can't. Do certain mining farms in certain cities because of the electricity grid?
1: Uh, some people have. That's a state law. I mean, if a state wants to pass a law, that's fine. Or <laughs> city law. I am all for small government making decisions. The Federal Reserve.
0: <laughs> so oh, but with you, the cryptocurrency.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you you look at, I mean, I, I have the solid opin- opinion if
0: I have a solid opinion
1: that if a business is going to fail, we need to let it fail. Corporate bailout should not be his thing. Same thing. All those private businesses or all those private banks are just businesses. If they were irresponsible with their money, even if it was going to put the economy into a collapse, what we're going to do is we're going to learn from it. What happened is JP Morgan just performed the first Bailout. bailout right there. And what happened is all these gu- these banks said, "Oh, wait! If we're under your umbrella, under your shelter, you're saying that we don't have to be as responsible. We can take more risk and raise our profit margins." But well, also just similar
0: to what happened to the 2008 crash.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Exactly With the housing right. Housing market. The, yeah, the mortgage companies and all the banks that were were out there giving those mortgages were you know completely screwing people. And they, when they lost all that money for making their bad investment decisions into the people that were borrowing the money, they should have not had a bailout. They should but have. But then you would have, you would have,
0: you would have had millions, if not, uh, we'll probably, probably how many is it? 330 million right now is what we have in the population. You would have had millions of people homeless and gone like that. The economic fallout of that happening. Like if we would have let 2008, like what, do what you're saying then you would have had far worse repercussions because now you have jobless people, you have homeless people, you have entire families who are needing everything, and you probably had an uprising. So in 2008, letting that just happen would not have been good. Now, maybe 1907, maybe, I don't know, because we're we're still working out the kinks, but 2008, you're too far ahead. Or 2006, you're too far ahead, you are. I wouldn't say so. I mean, I think so. If you have literally thousands of millions of people um, losing their homes, you know, jobs, mm-hmm. all, the whole nine yards, then you are going to have an uprising, if not civil war. Don't you think?
1: No, I wouldn't say so. I mean, look, man, 90% of the people are going to be worried about their own. That's it. If they're homeless, shoot, man. If, if I got into a position right now that I was going to lose my place of living, I i mean, I have two kids. I'm not going to, I mean, I'm going to tuck myself between my legs and be like, hey, dad. Yeah, but you can take care of your grandbabies. Help me out.
0: But what I'm happens? Like, yeah. What happens if that same thing happened to them though, where everybody's defaulting on their loans uh, because of subprime loans? Then, I mean, the banks have to collapse, and then you have an entire uprising.
1: Uh, you see, now you're talking about you're 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 playing off of what people's emotions would make them do. No, that's
0: actually that's like it's the and who would they uprising against? Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Everybody works on those those needs, and then you work outward of that. If you don't have those needs, you have entire collapse of everything. And
1: But people will find a way to meet those needs before they, there's an uprising. But the, Look at LA, man. People are homeless. People are living in the street. There are actual communities of homeless people yeah. lining the streets. Yeah, I know. And those people came together. They socialized a little bit. Now that they're they're okay, and it's not the best, but they're living. They're living on the street. They're living in the weather. I guess the question
0: is... With, the, with that amount of people losing homes, paying interest rates that the government is supposed to have backed, and that's funding a lot of what we do in the government, as well as jobless claims that uh, you have millions of people out of work, um, that's also not funding the government because you, they're not not—they're now not paying taxes. So you have this evil cycle of um, probably an entire collapse far worse than the Great Depression, if there wasn't some sort of bailout that occurred in two thousand
1: eight, well, I, I think it's just inflating it more. And Which- <laughs> we're, we're going to continue to we're going to continue to pump money into a, the economy. Right now is in a literal bubble, and we're still blowing it up with it. We were supposed to default the the Federal Reserve was supposed to default on its first debt on the 18th of october but you know what they said if they didn't raise the debt ceiling they said we're going to print a trillion dollar coin made of platinum deposit it and so we'll have the money to pay off this debt and so they just push more money into the economy. It just inflates it more and the so bubble is well, going to grow and grow and eventually it's going to burst. But if we didn't have that centralized bank right there and banks were allowed to fail and people were allowed to fail and have to take responsibility for their own actions, we would have never been in that position. In I 2008.
0: agree. In that. And, but in the, if that would have happened it, earlier on and in 1907, well,
1: there you go. That's why I don't like the federal reserve. That's no <laughs> <reason>. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking strictly about the federal reserve and it began that cycle in 08, I mean, at some point we're either going to have to let the bubble burst which it seems like that's the way it's going to go we're going to continue to build up inflation to where our dollar now it's at hundred dollars worth of buying power is now at three dollars and 97 cents it's going to eventually get to zero and we're either going to switch to being to using only cryptocurrency because people are going to recognize that that's where a store of value is and it's not in this thing that's made of paper that we call the dollar anymore or they're going to have to put their foot down and say hey we messed up, we need to go back. We need to take a step back. If we're going to keep the Federal Reserve, we need to be back on the gold and silver standard so our money has an actual value. Or we need to abolish the Federal Reserve, um, abolish the IRS, and say let the people keep their own money and let capitalism operate as capitalism is supposed to operate. When someone fails, it allows two more companies to come up and compete for that spot. If JP Morgan as a bank goes bankrupt, it allows two more smaller banks to come up and try to be the bigger bank. If what's a dr pepper fails and coke fails one of them more soda companies are going to come mr. up pib. mr pib mr pib will rise all right and it allows more i, I people get to capital happen,
0: right? i get capitalism i do i do i'm just i'm curious you know if cryptocurrency jumps into the new main form of monetary means are we going to have another federal reserve crisis are we going to have um loans that are are not backed and that are too high risk, where people can't do anything. And then, because as soon as as soon as th- this is just a, hum- a human problem, like we've seen with money a, a time and time again. um Back in 1907 prior to nineteen oh seven, you had a very little credit or not enough risk being looked at before big loans were taken out. Mm-hmm. And so these people making you know we'll, we'll, in today's standards twenty thousand dollars are taking out a five hundred thousand dollar loan. That's not back. That's not smart. And that's what happened and what caused so many defaults, which caused the economic collapse. And which what caused JP Morgan to float all these banks, their his money. Is that going to happen with cryptocurrency when we see countries now jumping into this uh, genre? I wouldn't say so. reason being
1: is because with, with blockchain and decentralized applications, people are the ones who are doing things.
0: But that's what happened then.
1: Well, banks, people put their money in a bank. They said, Hey, we'll hold your money for you. Trust us. All right. Okay. Here's and these farmers come up with these banks and they say, Hey, here's, here's my money take it. I'll earn my 2% from you. And if I need the money I can come get it to invest it into another herd of cattle or whatever I need. Right. Like, yeah, that's fine. And then they go and they lose their money. That was the, that's what happened. Right i 1907. Were there farmers? Yeah, they're
0: farmers <laughs> back then. Right. And so. <laughs> if there are farmers now, then they're so, definitely farmers then. Yeah. <laughs> Just
1: saying. So these people were coming back for the money. Remember and they how we like,
0: like took over all the tribes and those farmers did that too, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, bro. You to make that money. Make that dough, bro. Um, but, but these people came back for the money and it wasn't there. And. Yeah. They were trusting that now I hold a wallet on my phone. And if I were to not use a bank anymore, I would hold all my money. I wouldn't have to walk around with pockets full of gold and silver tangling around, right? Like they had to back then. I'd hold it all on my phone. Oh, is that how
0: that worked? I did not know.
1: That's how it worked. Yeah. And change, that's the how actual, they wore those like, big chaps. to hide all their money. <laughs> that's <laughs> what it was. You know, it,
0: gold Everybody blocks. know how much blocks <laughs> so they like just carry, right? gold
1: blocks. <laughs> that's <their> right, bro. <laughs> that's right. That's why everybody was strapping me. Like, you know, someone run it up on you.
0: That's why uh, we have bling now. Like a gold dollar sign. That's right. It started in 1907. That's exactly with right. With farmers... <laughs> Carrying big gold blocks in their chaps.
1: That's exactly right. That's, that's I like that what you think.
0: Not <laughs> <laughs> that was funny though.
1: And uh, so the bank,
0: the bank is what you're saying within the cryptocurrency world. The bank is being replaced by a cryptocurrency wallet.
1: Yeah, you are your own bank. You are unbanked. If, if there was enough adoption of Bitcoin or any type of cryptocurrency, there would, banks would be rendered useless.
0: So can you, you borrow? Money. Can you borrow and credit with these type of things? Not on credit, but with collateral,
1: you can. So so that's you,
0: that's basically credit.
1: Yeah, but if you put it up for collateral, so I can put a Bitcoin up and borrow sixty seven thousand dollars, and it, they would send me fiat.
0: Money. Okay, so that right there, that's the exact same that occurred, same thing that occurred hundred years ago, whenever people were putting up collateral, not being able to fulfill that collateral, and then the banks defaulting, which caused and now caused the Federal Reserve. So, my, my- See,
1: hold on you my understanding of what happened then was that. The banks were losing the money, and in short,
0: right? Yes. So they, so the banks loan out a certain amount of money um, locally, but they were loaning out too much. The local banks were loaning out too much, okay? And then whenever the people fell on hard times, they weren't able to pay that money, which caused the bank, the local banks, to collapse.
1: And so that was, and that was made bad investing decisions made by they the out, bank.
0: The, yes, they outpunched yeah. their coverage. And so my thing is that very situation, that local bank of them putting up collateral, like you know the farmers or whatever, putting up collateral saying, hey, I'll put up my farm for, or a few cows for the X amount of dollars. That very same thing is happening, what you're saying into the cryptocurrency world. And could happen, I argue, in the cryptocurrency world because- What you're saying is uh, putting something up for collateral to take out a loan of cryptocurrency. What happens whenever you can't fulfill those requirements? The collateral occurs. They take all of that. You crash, and it's an evil cycle of everybody punting their coverage on what collateral they can can use. And then you have a a collapse of cryptocurrency, which is the exact same thing happened earlier on and what caused the Federal Reserve to be initiated. Uh, let's talk about how you put your
1: collateral up as cryptocurrency. Okay. Right. So y- when you go in, you can you can say, hey, this is what I want to put up for collateral. Say it's a thousand dollars. Up for collateral, you gotta send me a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars US dollar. So at the time, say it was that one Bitcoin and it was valued at or that one coin was valued at a thousand dollars. I didn't I wasn't listening to you for a second, I just spaced out. Repeat <laughs> Okay, so say say <laughs> I was looking at the clock I was like, Oh, okay, you're just... <laughs> okay. so are say, say um the lending service said yeah you can borrow a thousand dollars from us but we're going to hold your ethereum they send you your ethereum say it was valued a thousand dollars so it was an equal swap i give you the scan of soda you give me a dollar equal swap right the ethereum for the thousand dollars send you the cash i'll hold your ethereum you pay me back that thousand dollars in cash i'll return your ethereum now in that time that three months or however much long it was were you supposed to pay me back that Ethereum might have gone up might have gone down Thing is, it's not based off the U.S. dollar, it's based off the Ethereum value. Okay,
0: but that Ethereum, though, as it crashes, the value is now subprime. That's if it crashes. That's when it crashes because it's so volatile. That's that's exactly what happened with the U.S. dollar then. It was so volatile that whenever people would put up money as collateral and able to get their loans, um, when it would swing or if it was... um, subprime again we'll have to keep using that word if it's subprime um then whenever the banks call in their loans the value of that dollar hold held very little compared to what it was whenever they put it up originally we'll go back a second here if, if it goes down mm-hmm.
1: it affects the lending service so
0: say I give you yes. my thousand dollars six
1: so you're you're the you're the lending service right you give me a thousand dollars and I give you the ethereum right you're holding the Ethereum for me. In 3 months I come back and I said, "Hey, here's my 1000 US dollars." Uh-huh. Right? Give me my Ethereum back. Even though it's now worth $700. But I paid back my debt and I got my Ethereum back. If I defaulted on that debt, you keep the Ethereum. Hold the Ethereum, all right? Do and this know, Ethereum is now $700. Now it's, it's $700. So I as
0: a lender just lost $300.
1: You lost $300 that moment. Yes. All right. Now Ethereum has now if it wasn't a good bet people wouldn't take it. Real estate goes up 95% of the time. Bitcoin goes up. Okay, so Ethereum goes up 95% yes. of the time.
0: Okay, I see we're I see where we're going with this. But from what I understand, that is on a micro level um debate. What happened then is whenever everybody wasn't using cash, was using cash then, everybody was taking out loans with the bank and the banks were loaning out people's money. As soon as all of that money that everybody was loaned out that money crashed and the collateral that crashed, that's one of the banks crashed. So yeah, it might be fine on a local level, on a small level, like a one or two person level, but when you have millions of people all doing the same thing and the, all the banks doing the exact same thing and there's no standard to base anything off of, you have an entire market collapse and that's what created the Federal Reserve. And I'm wondering if that exact same thing is going to happen with cryptocurrency.
1: Now, if it collapses though, whose fault is it? Is it the lender or the the spender
0: the lender
1: okay and so my question would to pose you know it saying it was the lender's fault i agree with that instead of saying we need to implement a centralized bank and someone that backs all that i would say well if the lender made bad decisions why should we not let it just crash people's money's gone because they also made the decision to invest it with that bank and hold it in that bank it's a bad decision for them When you go and sign up for a checking account, it tells you that we can freeze your funds and it's our money now, Mm -hmm. if we say so. Centralized banking is literally just giving your money up on good faith that they're going to treat you right.
0: Well, not good faith because you go back to capitalism. If, If they choose to do things with your money, then you'll be able to move to a different type of thing. All in all. What, we're both not financial experts. And these are honestly a lot of our just eth- ethereal, mm-hmm. um, not ethereum, but ethereal. Uh, they're questions. And I, I'm curious if bottom line is if everybody goes to cryptocurrencies, you know, is there going to be another centralized bank? And are, are we going to repeat the same process that we did in 1907?
1: No, I don't think there there can be a centralized bank on any sort of cryptocurrency unless it's central. Now, you understand BNB, Binance, mm-hmm. uh, smart chain right now. Binance is centralized. They have 10 nodes. If we all banked with Binance, then yeah, they'd be centralized. They would be the new Federal Reserve, but that's why more people are on Ethereum. Are there
0: a lit- unlimited amount of nodes with the other cryptocurrencies?
1: Yeah, there can be. You just yeah. have to turn a computer on. And it so, because
0: BNB is only limited to ten people, ten people regulate that currency. It's basically the U.S. dollar.
1: Yeah. Okay. Except in the U.S. dollar, there's one node, and they can print out however much money they want. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we have three dollars worth of buying power versus hundred years ago. Yeah, the Federal Reserve is 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 the one node.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Anything else you want to say as we cap up?
1: I don't know, man. There's a lot of stuff. We just really started talking on it. <laughs> there's a lot more stuff that goes into it.
0: But yeah, okay, that, that's I'm, the gist of it. That means I didn't have you back.
1: Yeah, I'm done. We'll do
0: it again. We'll do a cryptocurrency part two. So what would cryptocurrency part two mean?
1: Uh, I mean, man, then you're talking a little bit more about DApps, NFTs. I mean, it, it, the world expands, right? It's ex- a DApp? Decentralized application. Oh, yeah. So it's the same thing as that smart contract, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's a decentralized application. There's more and more uses for it. Um, and same thing, your lending service would be based off of a smart contract. It wouldn't have an underwriter there. It would say if the store value is equal to greater than the amount that I want to, um, that, that they want to request in lending services, then it's simple. It's not a, you don't have credit. You don't have anything. It's solely based off collateral. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of applications that are used. The games, blockchain games are taken over. Um, it's becoming a big deal. NFTs, um, non-fungible tokens are a big deal. A great example of a real life NFT that can be used as a social security number. Instead of having or a driver's license, you know, your identity can't get stolen if literally no I- one knows identity? it. Yeah, identity. Identity. Identity from community. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the dean well, uh, so we'll get into that yeah. we'll get into that next but time yeah man there's a lot of great examples for it but I'm always I'm always down
0: alright well thanks for coming on man no problem bro